hello everybody. Uh, my name is Robbie Irwin and you're very welcome to Conversations. It's a podcast where I chat with people whose work and indeed whose profession and in some cases their lives that I've admired over the years. Uh, now the podcast comes to you in conjunction with Senior Times, the magazine for people who simply don't act their age and I hope you're one of them as well. Now my guest today is from Dublin, from Glasnevin, where I'm actually recording re- remotely from. Uh, I'm living in Glasnevin. Uh, and he's a man that I've admired for many, many years through his work on stage, TV and film. And I don't know which is the more important of those three things, but he's a tr- true Dubliner. He's a friend to us all. We all know him. And it's Colin Meany. Colin, lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, how's lockdown been for you? Um, which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the first one was 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 a... Uh... We were. I'm. I'm. I'm in Spain at the moment. I'm here at the house in in, in Mallorca, and uh, we we um. It was it was a bit of a shock, you know, because I'm not very good at sort of at, at, at doing nothing, you know. You and sort of like if, if uh, when I finish a job, I'm good for three or four weeks, and then I get twitchy. I want to work again, and mm. um, I didn't think it, I didn't realize I didn't know how I was going to cope with it. It was it was a uh, you know like. Boy, this 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 could and it could go on for a while, you know. But mm. but after a few weeks, I, I started to settle into it and realize I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is nothing, um, mm. and that's good. So so uh, and I kind of, uh, you know, I kind of sort of settled into it, and it was really nice. Just you know, there's always something to do around here, manual wise, um, you know, a, a bit of a bit of work to be done. And and my wife and my my younger daughters, she's 16 now. They always have plans for me, so um, yeah, it was mm. it was good. We um, um it, it, where we are, we we you know we the food store stayed open obviously, and we were able to go food shopping and things like that. Uh, so we just kind of settled into being home and being nice and quiet. Yeah, it was it was, and we you know we could go for walks and things around here. We're out in the country, so mm. it was fine. Home is a place in Mallorca called, called, is it Soler? Is that how I pronounce it? S-O-L-L-E-R, Soler? Something like that? Soler, yeah. So, well, we, we're not actually in Soler anymore. We were there at the beginning. We had a house there for about eight years. And then we, we moved about six years ago over to a town called Santa Maria del Cami. That's where mm-hmm. we are now. We moved. We, we built a new place, which is off the grid, solar power. My wife wanted to build a greenhouse. Uh, and we did, and we're we're it's called solar powered and off the grid and all that. So it's it's uh, it's great. It's 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 nice to feel, however minute the contribution is, but we're doing something about um, you know climate change. Mm. Colm, I, I, I might talk to you later on about that, if you don't mind, but um, just to get the thing kicked off in a way, uh, the younger Colomini, Glasnevin, um, mm-hmm. etc. Briefly, uh, tell us about life in Glasnevin with your beloved mother, your beloved uh, van driver for Johnson Mooney O'Brien and O'Brien father, and mm-hmm. uh, three brothers and living in Glasnevin. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I always look back at my childhood with very happy memories you know we had we had quite a big family we had um and no you, you know in terms of the extended family there was only the the the, the, the four of us um and mom and dad but um the we had an uncle uh brother of my mother who lived down the street from us and his four kids and um then we you know my father's brothers would drop in from time to time and things like that. so there was always a 
there was it was a great house actually for for hoolies as we used to say mm. um and Think later so. you know when, when i was in the abbey and all that you know the school of acts at the abbey uh Many of my colleagues from the from the school and people from the company, indeed, would come would would, would always head up to Meanies for a party if there was a party on, because they, they were always they were always good fun, you know. Sure. Um, but but yeah, very fond memories. Um, you know, I went to O'Connell's as well as you did, so <laughs> a lot of the time cycling down from you know you know down to O'Connell's. Um, sometimes taking the bus, trying to trying to do that bus change. You know, you, you get the the 40 up the Whitworth Road and then try and jump onto a 34 and 19. <laughs> Swinging <laughs> off the bar and all that, you know? Yeah, bang, bang, had nothing on you, Colm. Bang, bang, had nothing on you. Bang, bang, had nothing on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, very, very happy memory. I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking about that. I, also, I mean, I, my early schooling was, before I went to O'Connell's, like for, 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 for uh, you know, well, I used to call the junior infants and all that was was actually the Sacred Heart School, which is just behind the uh, the meteorological office there on mm-hmm. the Washerwoman's Hill. And um, I, I I I was thinking about this this morning actually about how how our lives have so changed so much over the course of our lives. I mean, my dad was still driving a horse and cart in the late fifties, fifty nine. And I remember him coming to school one day and they, they worked in six day week and uh, Thursday was his half day. <clears throat> but he came, he came he, and he used to pick me up in school on Thursdays, you know, uh, at lunchtime and take me home. Uh, and he'd usually pick me up. He had a scooter, an old Lambretta. Uh, he picked me up on that. But then one day he showed up on a horse and cart, a flat, a flat cart covered in a tarpaulin, and it was a mound of manure for the garden. Hmm. He'd gotten it from the stables down in Jones's Road, you know, where they kept the horses, where Johnson only had the depot. And um, and they, they uh, he, he wanted a load of manure for the garden, and he was bringing it home. And he thought he'd pick me up from school. And so I picked up in the and cart with a load of <laughs> fucking manure on it, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, and even at the time, I realised this is fucking extraordinary. My father's a nutcase, you know, <laughs> uh, and and it was it was deeply embarrassing because it was as you can imagine, it was there was a bit of a pong off it, you know, and I had to yeah. get up on top of it, and <laughs> take it home. Anyway, but I was just thinking about that, how 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 sort of almost nineteenth century that seems, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, just uh, on that, Colin, on that, um, kind of the same thing, but you mentioned O'Connell School there. Um, do you remember when you were in school? And again, 19th century is probably the word. You mentioned your father there. But oftentimes when we were in school, the North Circular Road, a big road uh, in yeah, Dublin, yeah. Uh, North Side Dublin, just about cattle, north side. The cattle drives, yeah. The cattle drives down from the cattle yeah. market down to the boats. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do indeed. I think that was every Wednesday. Yeah. They come, they come from the markets up on Prussia Street. Yeah. And drive them down to the boats, yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, and the North Circular Road would be covered in cow shit yeah. for two yeah. or three days afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and your father would collect that as well. Yeah. Well, he would, you know, he had, ah, he had his own supply there around there at Jones's Road. You know, he, <laughs> he wasn't bothered about that. But then, well, you know, they, but, but, but they went from those horse and carts, Robbie, overnight. They went from horse and carts to electric vans. Mm. And when I think of that, you know, in 1960, in a sort of a backwater like Dublin, there was 120 John Simone and O'Brien electric vans going around the city delivering bread. 
Wow. They had the technology then, and if we develop that technology, think of all the fucking fumes we'd have, you know, all the diesel exhausts we'd have saved. And because mm -hmm. the mid, by the mid-1980s, all those um, electric cars were gone, and they were driving diesels, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's just, it's sort of, it's, it's, it drives me nuts when I think about that, mm -hmm. that they had the technology in 1960. And for, for delivering around town, his electric van was perfect. You know, yeah, yeah, plug it in every night, take it out every morning, boom, and stop, start. What, and that's what you see all over the place now the more kind of electronic stops and people trying to use them as well, and hybrid cars yeah. and that. And exactly like where you're living, exactly what you were saying. Yeah, but this is here we are 60 years later, Robbie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and some people and some governments not even bothering to get involved with it. Coming soon on the Senior Times, it's Rugby Legends. Join Gary Cook as he meets some of Ireland's greatest ever players. Listen on as the legendary Willie John McBride recounts tales of the 1974 Lions Tour to South Africa and the now infamous 99 call. Ollie Campbell recalls ousting Tony Ward from the Irish team and how it was bigger news than the Pope's visit. Former Irish and spring boxer legend John Robbie tells us why he was wrong to go to South Africa. And find out what it's really like to be facing down the giants of international rugby with Mick Galway, Mick Quinn and Hugo McNeil. That's Rugby Legends, coming soon on The Senior Times. Colin, in terms of um, the influences that you might have had, you know, uh, you mentioned the Hoolies and, and, and stuff like that, the sing songs. Um, is it true that your grandfather had a, had a big influence on in you in the sense, or one of your grandfathers, that um, many is a Sunday afternoon you were taken to the, uh, the Theatre Royal, mm -hmm. and um, even as a six or seven year old. The show on a Sunday afternoon was um, a show... Uh, a movie, but in between, a great name from Dublin uh, Theatreland, Tommy Dando used to play the organ. Yeah. And Tommy used to come up from the bottom of the stage, a bit like Tommy Cooper coming up in those great, great uh, comedy things, and Tommy beside the organist. Is it true that you vanished one day, or is this just a family myth, and then you suddenly, <laughs> your grandfather was wondering where you were, yeah. and you came up on the stage with Tommy Dando, it, 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 it's 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 true. I, I I have very vague memories of it, but it, yeah, it is true. Um, my my granddad, he, they they lived in College Street. My my, my grand uh, grandmother and grandfather, and uh, number one College Street, uh, which was an amazing place to be. Um, you know, right right in the middle of town there. And for like Easter parades and Patrick's Day parades, we could go down to the world, the offices below, of which my uh, grandmother was a caretaker. We could go down to those offices and watch the parades from the balconies, you know. Lovely. Uh, which, which was very, we felt very special. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he used to take me around. I think it was a Saturday afternoon. For, there was a variety show on the film uh, at the Theatre Royal, a Saturday matinee. And he used to take me around there for, for you know, a good period of time. And he, he had very bad arthritis, my, my, my granddad. He, he wasn't very mobile. And he was on a stick, and um, yeah, I, I was. And he used to call me a little canat. Oh, I, I've never heard anybody else use that expression, but my granddad <laughs> did. Where is that little canat? And um, he's on he, the organ with Tommy Dando. 
that's that's what happened. He 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 <laughs> he could he couldn't believe. He, I, I, I disappeared. He was looking all around. The next thing, the lift came up. The front stage lift came over Tommy Dan, and I'd be sitting beside him. Apparently. <laughs> So you were a little canat to find your yes, way to the yes, yes. He was right. He was right. So I suppose um, if we skip through um, that part of your life, did, did school have any influence in terms of your acting column? I mean, we both went to O'Connell's. We both know what it was like at the time. Um, yeah. I don't think it damaged me. I don't know anybody no. that did, did damage. I do know instances of what we're talking about. But um I think I came out of it okay. I was involved in Ayalante uh, and uh, the HMS. Yeah. I don't. Well, don't that's funny. I was going to mention. I was going to men mention the operas they did. I mean, the, it was like for for in 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 the, in the secondary school, that was an annual event that they did a, a Hubert and Sullivan opera, mm. uh, and I think both of them, but certainly my oldest brother Liam uh, did, and I and, and I think my, my the next I, I'm number three. Uh, so I think number two, Padre. I think he, I think he did too. But they all participated. They participated in the opera, mm. uh, but I didn't for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it, it didn't float my boat at all. The idea mm. of uh, and also it was very you know they're talking about <laughs> gender identity and all that. Now you know the young, the first and second years in 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 uh, in secondary school. They all played the girls, the yeah. women in 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 the and and you know full drag and full makeup and all that. Yes. And yes. Um, I mean, I don't know, I don't know quite how even yet how to interpret that in terms of uh, <laughs> you know yeah. one's 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 inclinations, but yeah. um and and indeed the inclinations of the brothers, but um <laughs> it, it it's it's um yeah I I I I didn't and. You know, around that time, it was when I was actually starting to get interested. I mean, it was, you know, from around probably 11 or 12, I was starting to get interested in, in, in the theatre and, um, uh, and film. Uh, mm -hmm. there, was, there was a couple of films around that time. Um, well, a little bit later, maybe when I was 13 or 14, uh, Lindsay Anderson's great film, If, mm -hmm. with Malcolm McDowell, that. had a huge impact on me. Um, and then the, the Beaufort's gone, Nicole Williamson. And then, you know, watching people like, you know, just, just seeing O'Toole and, you know, the great stars, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, those guys. You know, the great escape, huge impression on me. And um, so it, it's curious that I didn't, uh, I didn't um, participate in the, in, the, uh, in the opera at all, but, um, but I was starting to develop an interest in theatre and film at that stage. Yeah. And funny enough, Colin, would you believe it? Yours truly, I would play the Lord Chancellor. And I did you? I had starring role, top billing, and I still have Good the program. Man. I should have taken it out here to bring it. I still have the program somewhere to uh, to show you. But anyway, I did. So is um, you know, I often remember Colin floating around Glass Devon here. And I was very fond uh, of Donald McCann as an actor. And I, mm -hmm. I used to see Donald, I think he lived around here somewhere, maybe De Corsi Square or something like he that. He did, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, um, I, used to see, I used to see Donald. Did, did he have a huge part in you joining up the, with the Abbey or was he involved in your, how you got into the Abbey? Well, Donald was one of the, was, was you know, the, gold, the star of the Golden Boy of the Abbey when I was a kid. And he, he played on Prunching, you know, in the, in the, mm. in the, um, in the the, the the Christmas show Oscailga and the Peacock he 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 was the prince and um, you know he, he was he was obviously Donald was a 
tremendous actor and a, a uh, and, and a big and a, you know the star of the Abbey. I mean, at the time, um, and I remember I was around that like I was about fourteen. I must have been fourteen. I don't think you do people, but I was working for the summer as a lounge boy mm. in Mooney's uh, mm. Parnell Mooney, and. Um, McCann was in one lunchtime with a couple of other acts. He was rehearsing a show at the gate and he was sitting at the bar and I, I, I sort of, uh, you know, worked up my courage and went to him and said, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you and all that, but could you tell me, I want to be an actor. How, how Can you give me some advice? Can you tell me what I should do? And he just turned around and he said, go down to the Abbey and get the School of Acting. Yeah. And I, I took that on board and... Um, and a few years later, that's what I did. I, I, I you know, when I um, got out of school and, and then I went, uh, literally, you know, walked into the box office and said, how do I join the School of Acting? Mm. And uh, Mrs. Cook, who was on the box office at the time, said, You're look at that man walking in the door. That's Pat O'Lamb. He's the head of the school. Go over and talk to him. So I did. And he got me in for an audition a few days later and they took me in. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So in that sense, Donald did have a kind of a direct um, yeah influence on 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 uh, and and Donald became a great friend later on. Uh, yeah, it was died far too young. Um, mm, but yeah. say, day, unfortunately, because he was a brilliant actor. Yeah, yeah. So so that 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 if can I jump forward almost sixty years, Colin, without leaving anything out? Just as we're talking about the Abbey, um. What are your thoughts about all the, the, the stuff that happened over the last few years in the Abbey? There was all sorts of, you know, two young, uh, I think, Scottish directors came in and they wanted to expand it. Like, I, I must say, the last time I was at the Abbey, I went to see Jimmy's Hall and I thought yeah. the production was absolutely brilliant. Really, like, you know, what I did actually with a mate of mine, we went to Wynn's Hotel and we had two pints, Colin, and we had yeah. tea and then we went down to the Abbey. Now, maybe it was two pints kind of half influencing me, but... I thought it was a wonderful place. And for me, not having, you know, I love all the old Irish plays, I'm not taking, but not having as such one of the traditional plays, I thought was wonderful. And the production yeah. was brilliant. But the point is, um, do you think it should be the National Theatre in, 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 in an expanded sense? Or do you think that's bad? Do you think it should be the old productions constantly redone again? No, I, I mean, I, I don't think, it, um, I, I don't think it, well, first of all, it should be the, it is National Theatre, and mm. it should be the National Theatre. Um, it, it's, and, and every, you know, every country needs a National Theatre. Um, you have, indeed, you have two in England, you have the National and the Royal Shakespeare Company. Um, I mean, the Royal Shakespeare Company does not just do Shakespeare. Yeah. They do a lot of Shakespeare, but they don't just do Shakespeare. They do other stuff as, you know, new plays as well. Um, and and I, I feel that the National Theatre can do both, can do, can, 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 can develop. And, and indeed, part of its, a major part of its function should be developing uh, new playwrights, new Irish playwrights, and producing their work. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a huge uh, part of, of, of their function as the National Theatre. Um, Unfortunately, theater, you know, theatre generally has suffered over the last 20, 30 years due to a huge lack of funding everywhere. Um, and I put it, certainly in the UK, it's, it was Thatcher destroyed a lot of great theatre companies, especially touring theatre companies that I had worked with, like 784, the great 
uh, John McGrath had set up uh, two 784 companies, one in Scotland, one in, one in England, <clears throat> and um, they do tremendous work. Mm-hmm. Now, given that the funding hasn't, you, you know, what, what's happened, especially in the last 10 years, is that serious theatre companies and indeed national theatre companies tend to do co-productions which saves money um, i mean the abbey had uh, a, a co-production with a, with a commercial producer on broadway hmm. and brought in that show about um, the <clears throat> the people stranded in newfoundland after 9-11 yes uh, home and away or whatever i can't remember what it was called or far away or something like that but it was a musical but it was a commercial play no, I don't think that's the function of the National Theatre, you know? And, and, and obviously what that does, if, if you're doing co-productions, it means actually, and, and, and one of, one of the, 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 the gripes that the actors had about it was that many of the co-productions, some of the co-productions are with, the, with, with people like, um, uh, you know, regional theatres in Ireland. Mm. Um, uh, and and so they were going on contracts with, with, with say, the theatre in Galway and then bringing it to the Abbey stage and working on the same contract. So they weren't getting an Abbey, an Abbey contract would pay you more. These yeah. kinds of things. Plus the fact that there were less and less jobs for actors, less and less jobs for designers, less and less opportunities for playwrights. So that's not serving, mm. the, 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 the that's not doing the job of the industry theater. as such. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 but in principle, would you agree with the idea of going out and bringing in, for want of a better word, the non-traditional Abbey plays, the non-traditional Abbey productions, but done in a more uh, substantive way vis-a-vis the actors, um, what the, the purpose of the National Theatre is supposed no, to be? I, well, I, I don't think you go out and bring in plays. Yeah. I don't think that's the function of the National Theatre. I mean, I mean there's, there's, there's commercial theatre. There's, there's, you know, a, a theatre like the Gate that that, that, that has, has a strong function as well. Mm. Um, uh, there's, 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 you know, Gary Hines does amazing work down yeah. in Galway. Galway, yeah. Um, and and uh, and indeed, I, I think she's she's been more of a national theatre than the Abbey Abbey has yeah. for the last, you know, yeah. twenty odd years. Um, but that's, I mean, that I, 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 no, I don't think the Abbey should be going out and and and, and getting commercial theatre productions and bringing mm. them into a, the subsidised national theatre. Mm. The national theatre should be should be serving Irish playwrights, young Irish playwrights, developing them, developing you know directors, designers, all, all the theatre workers, and while at the same time keeping keeping the the, the great classics alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every, every every national. I mean, you, you know, in 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 in, you know, Norway and Sweden they do Strindberg. You know, in Russia mm. they do Chekhov. You know, there's nothing there's nothing to be ashamed of in doing. No, and no, indeed, no. the great O'Casey plays need to be looked at with a fresh eye every mm. few years. You know. Colm, that was something, now again, as we're at this point, I'm going to stick with it if you don't mind, and I'll come back to your amazing volume of work uh, in television, film, uh, stage, you know, just in a few moments. But just as we're here, um, given that volume of work that you you have behind you on your CV, um, is the Abbey, or is coming back to Ireland to work in the Abbey, to work in the Abbey, maybe in an O'Casey play, is it something that would appeal to you Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I've 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 a very fond uh, 
attachment to the Abbey. I mean, uh, I I would like to have done something during the centenary year in 04, but it didn't work out. Um, I'd like to, I mean, yeah, at some point, I mean, you know, I mean, the right play, the right time, you know, it's, it's, it's often complicated because, you know, to, to get the people together, you want to do a thing and, you know, we're all sort of dispersed all over the place. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated, but absolutely. I would, I would never, uh, I, I would consider absolutely worry. I mean, I, I would love to, uh, mm. I mean, I feel in, in a funny way, I think anybody who came up to the school of acting in the Abbey and who developed as an actor there, feels it's their home mm, absolutely you know and I, and I certainly feel that that body of work column i mean i could be here literally just listing it off for 10 minutes if i was just to read film 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 uh, stage production 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 um it is incredible did you did did you ever think that you would at this stage of your life have achieved all that now i'll go into specifics in a, in a minute but just the general um, notion <laughs> of what you've done <laughs> it's remarkable from being a little canat up to all that <laughs> yeah um, I don't know it's, it just kind of happened it just you know flowed naturally it seems to me look you know think, thinking about it but um, I you, you know you, you mentioned Donald there Donald McCann and, 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 and his great buddy Pat Allen and Pat was a huge influence on me. And Pat, many, many years, when I was in the School of Acting, he, he, he used to impress upon me, you know, about don't worry about becoming a star. Yeah. Be a working actor. You have to, you know, that's what you have to shoot for, to be a working actor. And, and I, I, that, that sort of stuck in my head, I think. I mean, I, I've, I, that's, that's, and, I, and I do. I mean, I, I, like I said to you earlier on, I'm not very good at, you know, between between jobs, like when I finish a job and I come home, I'm great for three or four weeks, but I get twitchy. You know, yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. I want to be yeah. doing something again. And so, so uh, I, I guess I, I, you know, I took that very much on board that the idea of being a working actor and working at your craft and developing your craft is 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 hugely important. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones, make friends with innovation. Your free travel card can be used on all Expressway coach services. Despite restrictions, we're staying on the road. Whether you need to attend a medical appointment or for any other essential journey, remember to travel with Expressway. Expressway, keeping Ireland connected. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. 
forgive me now for saying this, Colin, um, where would the quality control of the scripts come into your head? I mean, presumably, given that volume of work, that there has been another volume of work that you've just simply said, no, I can't do that. I'm not interested in that. That's, yeah. that's, that's not for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I read all the, you know, everything I do, I, I make the choice. I mean, other people read it too, like agents and managers, but um, I, I, make, I make the decision pretty much. I mean, I, I discuss it with them and that. But um, it's, it's um, to me, it's the writing is, is, is always the key. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's um, you know, and I, I mean, to some extent, the other people involved as well. I mean, hmm. I, I recently did, a couple of years ago, I did a, uh, a production of The Iceman Cometh in, in New York and Broadway. Yeah. And it, 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 was, it was Denzel Washington and... Um, but what the one I, I mean, I really I wanted to work with Denzel. I think he's the greatest actor of my generation. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I I uh, also the director George Wolf was a huge draw for me uh, because he he had done the original production of Angels in America in 1988 89, uh, and I'd seen it uh, the, the great AIDS play. You know, the, the, it was an eight hour epic, mm. and. Um, I was so blown away by it. And I really, I, I thought I, I, I would give anything to work with that director, George C. Wolfe. And he was running the public theater at the time. So when, when he asked me to do Iceman, it was like, and then, you know, I reread the play as well, you know, O'Neill, <clears throat> such great writing. Um, you know, you, you can't turn them down, you know, it's, no. it's like the combination of, of all three things there were just, was just, and I didn't, I desperately didn't want to do a play again yeah. because I, the year before I'd just done Cat in a Hot Tin Roof in the West End in London with uh, with Jack Jack O'Connell and, and Sienna Miller, and that was a terrific experience. But and Colin, you got you got you got such great reviews for that. That that was one of your like in the West End. That was a brilliant, brilliant performance from yourself. You must have been well. It's a great you, part, you know. Yeah, Big Daddy is Big one Daddy, of the great yeah. parts in, in 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 the American classical theater. You know mm -hmm. of. of 20th century theater it's it's one of the great i mean and that you, you know when i said yes that that was it i mean i read the play again i hadn't read the play in a long time and yeah. um just thought oh fuck man you know <laughs> some parts you just can't you say ah no. i got it oh. and you get to see mendacity you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does Hollywood work in your head for you, Colm? I mean, you've, you, you, you know, uh, you're, you're 67 years of age now, nearly 68. You've mm -hmm. almost, uh, dare I say, worn the T-shirt, done that, all that kind of carry on. Um, you, you just, you never strike me as being somebody who has either, either been um, massively influenced by or you don't see it as a, you just Colomini, like everybody knows Colomini from Glasnevin, and you're a huge Hollywood star. How does that industry work vis-a-vis -vis yourself and getting parts and stuff like that? Well, I mean, I, 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 I never, I, I never quite knew what people meant by Hollywood. You know, Hollywood is, <coughs> I mean, Hollywood Boulevard is like 40, or it used to be like 42nd Street, like, you yeah. know, like uh, drug deals and crack alleys and things like that, you know? So it was always a bit, you know, when, when you go, when you do go there and you spend time there, I mean, I, I know what people mean is all, is, is the industry surrounding that and you're Malibu and you're this and you're that. But, but um, <clears throat> I never, I never felt I, I, um, I, 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 I never quite understood what, what was meant by that. Like I said, to be a working actor was my goal. I went to America, I was working in regional theater for a while. I realized 
I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I wanted to work in film and television. <clears throat> and at the time, you had to go to Los Angeles to do that. You couldn't do that in New York because New York was just dead. Mm. So I um, so yeah, I went out to Los Angeles and, and I just, you know, again, the working actor thing, I did a lot of episodic stuff, like the time series, like Moonlighting, Remington mm-hmm. Steel, those kind of shows. Um, and just, you know, just kept working and kept, you know, working yes. away. And, and that's, 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 so I don't feel I kind of went to Hollywood. Uh, I just feel like there was a slight shift there that I didn't want to do as much theater. I wanted to do more film and television. And to do that, you had to move to Los Angeles in those yeah. days. And of course, there's been massive changes uh, behind the scenes, column in, 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 in the movie industry over the last few years. Um, and when you look at that from the inside and indeed the outside, that has to be such a good thing. And people are being called to pay for what went on there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> the elephant in the room there, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, I, I did a couple of pictures in the early 90s with Harvey and he was great for independent film. You know, he, 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 and he was passionate about films, you know, but he was, a, he was a, you know, even in the earliest, my earliest experiences with him, he was a bully, yeah. you know, and he was, he was a nasty, nasty bully. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I bumped, the first time I met him, I bumped into him on the Cosette at Cannes. We were there with the Snapper, I think, mm. and uh, at the festival, and he was lurking in a doorway. And, and I was walking down the Cosette late, you know, to, for a late night screening in the, in the Palais, and then he came out of the doorway and said, hey, hey, Carl, you know, and introduced himself. I said he wanted the snapper. And, and, and he, he sort of said to me, yeah, I mean, he was half joking, I suppose. But, you know, in retrospect, you think, oh, I wonder. He said to me, you tell, you, you tell Frears, if he, don't, if, he, if he don't give me the snapper, I'm going to break both his legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed and, and he sort of laughed a bit as well, but you know, like it was, that was my first encounter with him. And I did, I guess, three or four pictures that he produced uh, after that. And always, always not pleasant experiences, you know, yeah, because of yeah. the, the, the crap that went on. Yeah. Column, I cannot, I, I, I tried not to be too obvious about ver- various things, but you can't leave out Star Trek. You can't yeah. leave out the, 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 the Barrytown trilogy. Uh, you know, and I mean, I thought the Damned United was brilliant. I, I mean, I thought the journey, your performance in the journey was absolutely excellent. But those movies, are they are they the ones for you? Or are there little ones that we don't really know about as such that, that stand in your mind as being yeah. you? No, obviously, the, you know, the, the three Roddy, Roddy Doyle pictures were, 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 were amazing. Um, you know, to get to play the same character three times in, a, mm. in, 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 in three different films is a very rare opportunity, you know, unless it's a, you know, a superhero. A Jurassic you know, Park. And something, you know. Mm. Um, so that was, they're, they're very special. And, and the writing was so, so good. And, you know, working with both Dear Alan, who Alan Parker, who left yeah. us last year, and uh, and Stephen Frears was 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 wonderful. I mean, two two of the great great directors of the you know late twentieth century, without a doubt. And Stephen's still churning them out. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's magical, Stephen. So that that was great. There's there's a couple of films though that I, that fell through the cracks that I love that I feel very strong about. Um, 
one of them is uh, a film called How Harry Became a Tree, which I yeah. shot. We shot in Wicklow with uh, with the great Serbian director uh, Goran Vaskalovic. And you were Harry in that, weren't you? You were Harry yeah, in that. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was an extraordinary film, and and it did. You know, we were at we were at Venice with the Venice Festival with it in in uh, in two thousand one, and uh, all the talk was of you know the prizes it was going to win, blah 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 blah, all week, and then Saturday morning it, it didn't, and I, you know I was I was I had so many journalists asking me about you know you know you're going to win Best Actor, how does that feel? Or, you know, yeah, 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 but but you don't count your chickens ever, you know, but but. That was a bit of a disappointment. But then we were on our way to, to, to Toronto the following week, the Tuesday morning. We went, Goran was from Belgrade, and we went down to Belgrade to screen the film on Sunday. And, uh, and then we were leaving Belgrade Tuesday morning, and we were delayed a little bit coming out of Belgrade to go to Paris to make a connection to Toronto for the Toronto Festival. Mm. And uh, we, we missed our connection because we were late coming out of Belgrade. And then we're sitting in the lounge, and we see... The twin towers go down 9 11. Oh, yeah, yeah. And of course, Toronto just fell apart. The festival fell apart. And they hadn't done a deal at Venice for, U for US distribution. They were waiting till Toronto because they did a lot of offers. Um, but then, because Toronto fell apart, the film kind of got lost then. Nobody mm. knew what to do after 9 11, you know, what kind of movies to buy, what, you know, would there be a cinema industry? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was just it took a few months for people to really come back to reality after 9-11. You know, it was extraordinary. Yeah. Um, so so the film kind of got lost in that shuffle. And, and uh, I always feel it's it, very sad about that because it's it's a terrific film. And Goran yeah. is an extraordinary director. Another one I did um, that didn't get a lot of attention, but, you know, some mentions here and there was a film called Parked that I did. Colin, that was brilliant. Was that shot down? That was shot here in Dublin. Was that down yeah, yeah, under yeah. Sandy Mount? Uh, that was basically you as a um, a man living in a car on a beach, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was it was um, Daryl directed that, and it was his first. That was his first feature. He's a documentary man, um, but but uh, he did an extraordinary job on it, <clears throat> and um, yeah, I was very very proud of that film, and and but you know. You, 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 you make them and you put them out there and you hope people come to them. You know, you win some, you lose some. But, well, there's, there's been more winnings and there's been more victories for you, Colin, <laughs> than there has been losses. Um, just moving away slightly from, from movies, just, just for a second, and I'm, I'm really thrilled, Colin, that you can give me so much time and so much of your thoughts. It's, it's just great to talk to you about all these things. Um, just, in, you know, um, I mentioned at the, the start that I've, before we started recording this, that I felt as if I knew you that our paths had crossed or maybe just missed out in various bits and pieces. Yeah. We went to O'Connell's. I think you might have been just a year behind me. You lived up the road here in Glasnevin. Um, I'm from Santry and uh, right. um, I lived very close to the Dowlings. And uh, uh, I, I, I knew Barbara very well. I knew Rachel. I knew the, the mother, um, Brenda. Sorry, but there was there was a little bit of tragedy in in, in that part of your life. I think you married uh, Barbara around 1977, if I'm not mistaken, thereabouts. No, it was a bit later. I think it was like 82. I think was it okay? Okay, so early 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Barbara's mother was was uh, Brenda. She and. 
I presume that your first daughter, Brenda, whom I met with you recently when we could go to go out and eat. She's named after her, her, her grandmother. She but, is. But, but, yeah. but Brenda, yeah. Brenda lost her life in an accident. Yes, she did. She did. She was uh, coming home from the theatre one night. She got off a bus on uh, uh, Collins Avenue and um, she was, yeah, she, she was run over hit by a motorcycle mm. and, uh, yeah, and then it killed her. Uh, it was, it was a terrible tragedy. Yeah. Um, and you know, for all the girls, for like, like, you know, for Barbara and Rachel and, 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 uh, Louise and Valerie, it was, it was, it was devastating. They were so close to their mother, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was a very, very difficult time. Yeah. Yes. And you then, um, you, you went on then funnily enough, to marry the boss's daughter, as I saw you call him, because because <laughs> yeah. Barbara's father was Vincent Dowling, who had the the, the company in, in Cleveland. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vincent, and indeed Vincent, had been artistic director of the Abbey at one yeah. point as well. Uh, and and I knew Vincent from when I was in the School of Acting, um, <clears throat> and indeed in the company, Vincent was still was before Vincent went to America. He was still, uh, you know, he was, he was directing mostly. He wasn't acting very much then. He was mostly directing uh, in the company. But, um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Vincent uh, hired me in Cleveland as well, which was great. So, you, so, so, so you, 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 as you said, you married the, bo the boss's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't do you any harm. <laughs> didn't do you any yeah. harm. Um, Colm, uh, the dubs. Now, again, I'm just leaving out the, the, the acting just for a second. You're mm. huge into the dubs. You're huge into your sport. What do, you, what do you think of the way it's going for them at the moment? Obviously, great success, six in a row. It can't be good, though, all told. Great for Dublin, but can't be good for the GAA. Have you ever have you thought about that at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Wait, wait a second. Uh, Kilkenny dominated hurling for many, many years. Nobody ever bitched about Kilkenny. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, why can't you just admire a great team and yeah. and, and say that they are they are pro probably the greatest Gaelic football team ever to play? Sure, you know. Sure. Uh, and 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 some of them, some some and, and surprisingly, people like if uh, few Kerry men have admitted as much. You know, uh, yeah. Pascal is is one. Uh, who 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 admires the, the, this Dublin team very much? Um, you know, I think there there will they'll be beaten. You know, mm. not for a while yet, I hope, but but they will be beaten, <laughs> yeah. and and this 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 dominance will will pass, and somebody else will rise. You know, yeah. um, now as far as the whole financial thing is concerned, I mean, you, you, the GA wanted to put money into, into the, into, you know, they were worried about Dublin and losing out to rugby and soccer and all that in Dublin. Um, and, and they put money into Dublin. I, I think they should do that all over the country. That, that would be great. And, and, you know, a lot of money does go to, to, to clubs around the country. Um, how they use it is up to them. I think Dublin, the Dublin County Board have done a very good job over the years. Mm. Um, but I, but I remember, I remember years ago, <clears throat> I had a pint with Paddy O'Shea, uh, the great, the great Kerry uh, halfback, and uh, and and manager, you know, Paddy, yes. legendary Paddy. And I, I I stopped in there a few times to his his bar in inventory, and uh, we were having a pint one day, and and he told me this story about 
coming in from training one night in Tralee or wherever he, he was going. But he was driving anyway into in, 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 into Dingle. And he came round the bend of the road, he says, and, and he said, he looked across the field and he saw what used to be, a, you know, it was a nice flat field and, and, and used for sports and things like that. He saw someone had put up soccer posts. <laughs> Yeah. But he stopped, he said, I stopped the car. And luckily, he said, I had a chainsaw on the back of the car. And he <laughs> said, I got I got it out and I cut the fuckers down. <laughs> right? now, I'm saying, ah, party for fun. Nah, that's terrible. You know, you yeah. can't do that. And he said, <laughs> and he said to me, no, Cullum, you always call me Cullum. No, yeah. Cullum. Cullum, you have to understand. Up there in Dublin, you can have rugby, you can have soccer, you can have tennis, you can have fucking lawn balls, whatever you like. Okay, <laughs> he says. He says, and because you have the population to support it down here, it's Gaelic football and Gaelic football only. That was Paddy's line, was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that that, that you know, there's an element of truth in that. I mean, I'd stop short of cutting down the whole post. No, I, well, it was, but it was <laughs> funny when you said he happened to have a chainsaw on the back of his car. I, I, I know, I know. As, Come as you training. Do. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> I should do. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? But I think that is why you've had such great Kerry teams. Yeah. And, and, and that is that they are, they are, you know, very, very single-mindedly Gaelic football, you know, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have great hurlers down there, you know? Yeah. Well, they're trying. They're trying their best. I mean, they're... they're yeah. No, and, and indeed, I mean, look, look, at I'd, I'd, I'd nearly give up... Uh, a couple of football all Irelands for a Dublin hurling all Ireland, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I remember the last time Dublin played in an all Ireland hurling final, nineteen sixty one. Yes, Tipperary. Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, half the team I could, you know, Lara Foley, Des Foley, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, uh, Jimmy Gray was in goal. He became the county board chairman afterwards. But you know, the, 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 there was great excitement about the hurlers mm-hmm. then. You know, and and it would be wonderful to have a to have a a, a Dublin hurling team that was competing. We nearly did a few years ago when Anthony Davy. No, they won the team. league. They won the league, and yeah. they were yeah, and they were coming. And yeah, I thought they were, but they never made the breakthrough. You no, know? not quite. Not it's quite. not happened yet. Because I mean, Kula, you know, who who would have thought that you'd have Kula? <laughs> Other Dorky, you know, and, you know, yeah. as far as far as do, do, do Dublin South as you can go, you know. All and Ireland champions. All Ireland champions. Cooler, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> Colin, where are you at at at, at, at at this moment in in your life? I mean, uh, content, still want to work, happy in in everything, you know. I mean. Can you sit back, relax, enjoy, not get twitchy? I know Brenda, your daughter's no. doing well. She did yeah. that course at Yale. Um, yeah. You're living, it would seem, the idyllic life in, between Los Angeles, yeah. uh, Soler, if I'm not getting that wrong, and Dublin, wherever, you know. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm very content. And, and uh, I mean, happy is a bit of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe in, I don't think your happiness is ever meant to be a, a permanent state. I think you have, you know, moments and glimpses of happiness in your life. And that's as much as you can hope for, um, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, um, I do feel a certain contentment. I, I, I um, you know, I, 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 I love it here in Spain. And, you know, I, like it in Los Angeles, 
um, you know, in either place. Um, I do feel a bit of a pull. I'd like to spend a bit more time in Ireland. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of things like that I want to do is, is, is like, is not necessarily Dublin oriented, but, 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 um, you know, I read about great restaurants, you know, down in, mm. in, in, uh, in, in, you know, the Middleton on the pier in Middleton in West Cork, apparently not Middleton. Mm. Where was it? Uh, there was a little, a little sort of a shack got a, got a Michelin oh, star. Yeah. For, for, for lobsters, they served the lobsters and all that kind of stuff in a little van. Yeah, I know the place. You know. And, I, they got a, and I'm like, oh, I want to go there and taste that lobster. <laughs> you know, I want, I mean, and there's so many great restaurants now. I mean, Galway is such a mecca now for, for, uh, for, for good for food. food. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to, um, I'd love to, 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 to spend some time just tooling around doing a bit of that, you know, tasting the, the, mm. the, the, the great, I mean, we always had great produce in Ireland, you know. Yeah, and but we have great chefs now. We, interesting enough, in the, <laughs> sorry to, to, to sort of dominate dominate here, but but and it, in Ireland recently, in the last I don't know 10, 15 years, we've developed great chefs mm. and great architects. Mm. We never had serious architects because you know our our our, our, our fucking developers wouldn't pay them. No. No. You know, I couldn't be bothered with them and throw up any old shite, you know. But but the, the, these we have such wonderful architects now working in Ireland, and and, and yeah. if we de- develop them and use them, it'd be great. And some of the buildings are fabulous. I mean, the convention yeah. centre here in Dublin is one great example of it. It's a mm. gorgeous building, brilliantly mm. done. Are you going to slow down? Are you going to um, just? Are you still going to have the, as I said, the, the, the three week twitch and get going again? Or, or well, you know, there's nothing like that's involuntary. You know, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, it just it just happens. So so um, yeah, I mean, no, I I know I've no I've no plan to slow down. Or I mean, I I I, I just got back last Tuesday from doing a job in England, um, mm. uh, in Wales actually, and. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I've been mad. Like we had this the first lockdown the summer, and then around last August things started to open up in the UK, and uh, I've been mad busy. So I've done four films there since since August. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, bum, bum, that's bum, some bum, work right now. That's some work so, right. Yeah. So it, and and you know, it was it was it was great. I mean, it was you work in a bubble. You have to you know make adjustments and that. But just it was just so great to get back. Uh, Mm. to work and, and, you know, meeting people and seeing and, and, and just, just doing what we do, you know. So, Colin, you've been very generous with, with your time on the first um, Robbie's Roundup or whatever whatever you decided to call it. But we, we'll have a look at the titles. But, again, I seem to, people will say, but you didn't ask him about the snapper. You didn't ask him about Star Trek. You didn't ask him about the journey, mm. Hell on Wheels. Like, I, if I was to pick one, I'd leave out all the others, you know, so I decided to try and keep away from that. But I'm going to ask you, of the main ones, if you like, the main ones that define you, I, I have to say um, Kings was brilliant. I loved Kings. Obviously, I loved the Snapper and the Barrytown trilogy. I thought the journey was remarkable. I thought your performance in the journey was remarkable. Um, and I know you got the IFTA for that. And um, But that's just me. That's just me saying what I yeah. think. What do yeah. you think? Let's just call it the main ones. What? What? If you, if if you, if you leave me now, and you never, and we never ever talk again. If I was to just say to you, 
of those, what, what was the best one? I know you, you said some slipped by, but what, what's what's your defining film? Well, you? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the journey and I was very, you know, <clears throat> very pleased to be able to play Martin McGuinness. This in, is Martin, in, for in, people listening in who don't know it, it's you playing Martin McGuinness opposite yeah. uh, um, uh, Tim Spall. Tim Spall, in, in, uh, he was playing Ian Paisley. Yeah, and and I think it was a, I think it was a terrific film. It was well written. It was and, and Tim was extraordinary as Paisley. Um, that was that was special. Uh, and then you know Martin died uh, just shortly after we made it, which was made you know, it just made it you know doubly sort of profound and moving for me. Yeah. Um, so I mean that was important and there's i mean i don't have one single project that i that i that i think oh that was the greatest that was the best i mean I, i've had i've had a, a few bests you know i mean the, the, mm. the, as you say the barrytown trilogy helen wheels was for five seasons we did we i mean i i loved that character i loved playing him in helen wheels yeah, helen wheels yeah 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 durant Durant, Durant, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he—he uh, he was like, he was a, a larger-than-life character, you know what I mean? And it was—it's great once in a while to get because, you know, I, I like variety in what I do, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, that was a chance to kind of chew the scenery a bit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and and you don't often get that, you know, where you can go completely sort of big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that was great. Um, as I said, part was special. How Harry became a tree. Um, yeah. So there's there's a bunch. There's a lot of them out. You know, it's a, it's it's a, it's a remarkable it's a remarkable CV. And and the funny thing about it is, as we come to the end column, is um, I can still meet you in by chance up in the washerwoman's restaurant, have a chat with you outside. Uh, you might slip into. Uh, Fagans or Kennedy's have a pint, and no people will come up to you, but they'll generally leave you alone. That's a real Irish thing, isn't it? And you you seem to cope really well with that. You never tell people to, oh, go away. I don't want to talk. I want to have a pint. Yeah, yeah. No, no. People generally are, are great. You know, they want to say hello, and then they, mm. as you say, they you know. They're proud of you, Tom. They're very proud of you. you know. Well, that's yeah, maybe that's that's nice to hear. But you know, at the same time, I mean, I used to go to Fagans and. Um, and Bertie Hearn was there when he was Taoiseach, you know what I mean? He's in the corner having a pie too, you know? So it's also, you know, Drumcondra's a special place. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, it's been fantastic and you've been very generous with your time and continued success. It's been great. Good man, Robbie. All the best, Robbie. Thank you. See you in the washerwoman. <laughs>